This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. John Jastrzemski. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The Fan. WFAN. Final hour, 903 here on this Wednesday evening. It's JJ After Dark, John Jastrzemski. We're keeping you company right here on The Fan and fired up to welcome in one of the real superstars in the business. I mean, she's killing the game right now. She's got one of the hottest free agents out there in Trevor Bauer. Her brand is blowing up everywhere. Let's welcome in Trevor Bauer's agent, Rachel Luba from Luba Sports, who's nice enough to join us. Rachel, it's John Jastrzemski. Appreciate a couple minutes. What's happening? How you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Well, Rachel, my pleasure. Let's start here. Your career. You know, you look at all these agencies that are out there. There's Boris. There's, you know, CAA. They're these brands that have been around forever. You specifically, how did you get your start to get to a point now that the biggest free agent pitcher out there is your client? Um, it was about 10 years in the making. So uh, I know I just kind of came on the scene like a year ago. So it seems like overnight, but um, it's been a long process. So everything from, you know, going to law school, becoming a lawyer. I worked um, as a lawyer at the MLBPA, so the union, um, doing salary arbitration. So um, it was a long process. But ultimately, you know, I uh, started an agency using, you know, more of a law firm-like model. And I think Bauer saw the value in it and realized that this is, you know, the future he thinks of representation and he took a, took a chance on me. Well, congratulations to you. And it's obviously going to be a very busy winter as your client now is a free agent. And Rachel, I could tell you point blank. I get calls about Trevor Bauer basically on a nightly basis now from Yankee and Met fans who are fantasizing about the possibility of Trevor coming to their team. So when it comes to Trevor, you hear a lot. So I'm going to ask you point blank. The one-year contract, the long-term deal, is it possible that Trevor Bauer, your client, is only looking to play year to year? Or do you get the sense that come the wintertime, he's locking himself up to a five, six, seven-year deal? All I'm going to say is he's, should be very likely going to be the Cy Young winner. Um, he's looking to be fairly compensated for, you know, a 30-year-old going into free agency, um, coming off of, 
hopefully uh, Cy Young wins. How does so Trevor I know like that's New not York? Very helpful. No, listen, I, th- I think that works, right? Cy Young Award, you know, putting that on the resume. I- I'd like to go into negotiations, number one, for 20 years. Uh, then you'd have no problem <laughs> representing me like you're going to have no problem representing Trevor. Um, when it comes to New York City, though, you know uh-huh. point blank, Rachel. Some guys love it. Some guys can't stand it. And money talks. Trevor a fan of New York City? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's a fan of big markets, um, you know, in terms of building his brand. I think he's made it very clear that he, and he's good at it. He's good at finding creative ways to build a brand. He's built a pretty incredible brand, especially over, I think, the last year in, you know, after being in a predominantly or basically an entirely only Ohio market. So if you can build the brand that he has in an Ohio market, imagine what you can do in a bigger market. That's a good point. And his Twitter page is terrific, you know, from some of the personality that he shows and even some of the stuff that means so much to baseball fans. And I know it may rub some people the wrong way, but do you think that his personality and the way he can, you know, voice his opinions on Twitter is that something you worry about where a team says, oh, this guy, you know, he, he's got a whole lot to say. Uh, we're concerned maybe about bringing him into our organization. Do you uh, have any concerns about that or not at all? No, I, I think, I mean, people see that, it, you know, he's intelligent and, um, you know, he's at least in the last, in the recent couple of years, he's been much more intentional about, you know, he has a purpose for the things he says on Twitter and you know so he he's he has a strategy and he knows what he's doing and I don't think anybody who thinks really understands the game and the industry um like can't see that like they they totally get what he's doing and I think he's great for the game um you know he has drawn interest uh in in the game uh, you know in an incredible way that um, you know, he's also encouraged other players to start speaking up and to have personalities. And I think we've seen what he's been able to do. Um, you know, look at, he's a, been a big factor in even just this last year. Look how much the game has changed in terms of the personality on the field. We had the postseason a year ago where Bregman carried his bat to first base and he had to apologize after. Um, that was just this last postseason, or the postseason Uh, right before this one so the year ago and then look you know you saw a lot of it during quarantine with the negotiations and him you know really vocalizing his thoughts and they were very I think well articulated thoughts and valid thoughts and you know feelings and he you know encouraged a lot of other players to speak up and he's always been a big promoter of personality to the game ultimately I think he has the same goals as the owners as you know MLB, as players, as fans, it's grow the game. I don't disagree with any of that. To me, Rachel, it's good. We need more players who are going to have personality. I I think it's needed in the sport. And I know you specifically, uh, following you on social media, you and Trevor, I think hung out at a spring training game, I want to say. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember watching this, and you guys had like all of these great suggestions And, you know, I'm 32. I grew up with baseball. Baseball's in my blood. 
But I'm worried about like the 18-year-old, the 15-year-old, the 13-year-old, you know, finding that passion, finding that interest. You've been around baseball a long time. What do you think the sport of baseball needs the most in order to like attract that young fan? Is it players just flat out, you know, engaging on social media, speaking their mind and just flat out being out there? I think it's just bringing like showing the personality of players and like letting young younger kids relate to them and I mean that's how you make that's how you make baseball cool again because I you know I don't know about a year ago or so I was listening to a presentation Nike made um that you know with them about to at that point take over the um jerseys uniforms you know with their logo and stuff and what they kind of saw as the future and uh you know they really were spot on with the fact that they talked about the age, the average age, I think from the number of kids who are playing baseball, it doesn't really change up until high school. And then I think it drops off significantly. And, you know, if you think about it, it makes sense. Like baseball's not cool anymore. You know, you want to have that, you want to wear your football jersey to school or your basketball jersey. And there's like the street where, you know, kind of clothes for those sports, but baseball's not, not seen as that it's not seen as cool anymore and so I think it's making baseball one cool again um and I think you do that by showing that a lot of these athletes like they're not these vanilla guys they've got personality and they're really cool too we got the agent for Trevor Bauer Rachel Luba of Luba Sports who's killing the game right now she joins us here on the fan all right, Rachel, we got to set the record straight here because, listen, I don't know the relationship between Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer. I only know the speculation that's out there. Could Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer coexist in the same clubhouse? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I can't speak for Cole, um, but I look, that was over like 10 years ago now um, that they were teammates. Um, they were teenagers basically um I don't know I think back and you know my the relationships that I had with people 10 years ago or even just as a teenager or whatever um you know you grow up things change uh they they had very different personalities and they you know were the one and two guy on the team like guys on the team and uh, they didn't maybe have the best relationship in college, but I know at least from speaking to Bauer um, about it many times, he he enjoys watching Garrett's success. Um, you know, he's a fellow Bruin, um, and you know, I he loves watching great competitors compete, and you know, Garrett is that. Um, so I know there's there's no hard feelings on Bauer's end. Um, I think. You know, the media loves to run with it because it's like this spicy kind of story, but it's kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, at least speaking for Bauer, it that is, you know, an old, uh, outdated story. So, Rachel, what you're telling me, it's far more likely that Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole are teammates than it is that your client's signing with the Houston Astros. I think that's one team I can scratch <laughs> off the list, correct? I, I don't, I think all teams are on on the list I don't think fair enough yeah fair enough let me ask you this as far as the pandemic we know it's been a crazy year in major league baseball we know that these teams you know were unable to have fans in the stands and I'm curious to see 
the impact on the free agent market. Now, with your client, you're dealing with, you know, Peter Luga Steak, basically. You got, you know, the best pitcher that's out there. He's going to be in high demand. But in general, Rachel, do you think that the pandemic is going to play a major role in these teams spending money in the offseason? I think they're going to, I mean, they already are kind of trying to come out and make, make a stance and, uh, you know, kind of make a point that, you know, they're crying poor and that they have no money to spend. Um, that I don't think that surprises anybody. And it's very clear what they're doing. I think when it's all said and done, you know, they'll, they'll spend money, but, but they're going to try to scare players into thinking they, they won't and trying to get them at a discount for sure. Um, I, I would say the only team that just doesn't seem to even have that um, or that doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, kind of voicing that stance is the Mets with, you know, the new owner. And there are a whole lot of Mets fans listening right now, hoping and praying, Rachel, <laughs> that maybe your client has a New York state of mind and is wearing an orange and blue uniform. And I'm wondering point blank, because I think, your client has got personality. He's got a little swagger about him. I admire that. I think it's cool. Um, I still got to figure out, though, Rachel. I still got to figure out. What was he thinking when he chucked that ball in the center field in Kansas City a couple of years ago? What was he thinking? He he was so, I think it was like almost a, he, he wasn't really thinking. He was just so frustrated. I, you know, I had seen him uh, that week. Uh, lead, those few days leading up to that game um, in Kansas City, and he was so sick. I have never seen him that sick. Um, they sent him home every night. He'd go to the ballpark, they and then they give him medicine and send him home. And like you know, teams don't usually do that. Um, you know, just for a, a cold. Um, he was so sick and had no energy. And Bauer is the guy. I think there was one time he got apparently. I don't know. He had some. Like, I don't know if he had swine. He said he had swine flu or something that he got in 20, I don't know, 14 maybe or 15. And at the last minute, he had a scratch from the start. And one of the guys in the bullpen had a start, um, you know, on basically no notice. And like a, several hours before the game, realized, like found out. And he ended up getting injured bad, hurt his, uh, hurt his elbow. And Trevor felt so bad. He felt like that was his fault. Um, and he basically vowed that at no, I mean, unless, unless he was being forced by, you know, the coaching staff to, that he was not allowed to go and play, like he's going to take the mound no matter what. And I witnessed that in Kansas City when he took the mound because he was so sick. And everything, of course, then just wasn't going his way. That inning just, it was like, you know, one one bad thing after another. They weren't even, like, really his fault on some of the things. And I think he just – he's used to when things don't go his way, he gets like a – you know, he gets really fired up, and it fuels his, you know, you know his fire. Um, and he was so sick that I think he said that just didn't even happen. And then he was more frustrated that he can't even get this, you know, rush of adrenaline and, um, you know, anger – and he was, he just kind of lost it and just, you know what, chucked the ball. <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, it was so gonna... you as the agent though, Rachel, you were not yeah. like watching this saying, oh my God, what are you doing? 
No, so I actually I was flying out that uh, I was flying out that afternoon, so I didn't go to the game. But obviously, like I'm, I have it on my phone. I'm watching it, and I was on the plane about to take off. And as I take off, the he loads the bases, and I was like, "Well, this is not great." Um, and I lose connection. Um, I had like limited Wi-Fi in the air once I got up in the air, and so I can't like actually look at any articles, but I get notifications of articles and all of a sudden I get an influx of uh, just like all of these articles of, you know, watch video Bauer Chuck ball. And I was like, I text uh, one of his videographers with momentum on the ground. And I was like, tell me what just happened because, Oh my God. Um, I, I just feel bad for him. He, it, it was, it was in no way meant out of disrespect to anybody other than just pure, uh, like, frustration with himself. We got Rachel Luba, the agent for Trevor Bauer, joins us here on The Fan. Okay, Rachel, we know your client is outspoken. We talked about that. But when it comes to, you know, the critiques to the commissioner or the establishment, in New York City, you know that's going to be big news. Do you think that Trevor, you know, speaking out, the way that he speaks out could have an impact on any of the potential New York teams making a run at him? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that, again, uh, everything, Bauer makes very valid points when he speaks out, and I don't think it's in a, you know, he's always open to have uh, a discussion. Bauer's an entrepreneur himself. Um, he's, you know, he understands how businesses work. He runs his own. He has a couple businesses of his own. Um, so he gets where the other side's coming from. Um, but, you know, he and he understands that a lot of times in baseball for things to, for change to happen, you have to speak out because otherwise nothing will get taken care of. Um, but look, he's, He's had uh, conversations one-on-one with Manfred before he had it during spring training. He had a conversation with him. Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, if, if anyone who's in business and under, you know, and is in, in this industry, they understand what he's saying. And I don't think they view it as, as being outrageous. Rachel, final one. I really appreciate the time. What would you yeah. say right now? Money aside is the number one priority for your client when it comes to this winter and where he's going to be playing. I think just somewhere where he's happy. That's the most, um, the most important thing for him. We all want to be happy. And you're telling New York City, and I know you're not going to spill the beans on what the number one leader in the clubhouse is right now. I don't expect you to do that. But you can at least tease the New York audience, right, and tell them there's a chance that your client, Trevor Bauer, could end up with either the Mets or the Yankees. Come on, Rachel, tell us there's a chance, okay? Yeah, absolutely. All 30 teams, there's a chance. I like the sound of that. Rachel, tremendous stuff. Um, you're off to an unbelievable start. I mean, with Luba Sports, you're rolling right now. So uh, I expect the next time we're having a conversation, uh, you, you guys are going to be uh, sitting pretty. You guys are going to be smiling ear to ear. I guarantee you this is going to be a very uh, happy holiday season for Luba Sports and the Bauer family. Well, I hope so. Listen, thank you so much for the time. Good luck this winter. All the best, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Rachel, you got it. Rachel Luba, Luba Sports, the agent of Trevor Bauer. Everybody's got a chance. There you have it. We'll get it going with your calls at 877-337-6666. 
It's JJ After Dark. We're right here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.